All right, so today I'm here with String Trio and Grammy Award-winning group Time for Three, a self-described classically trained garage band, to talk about their upcoming performance with the Santa Barbara Symphony at the Granada Theater this upcoming November 18th and 19th. But first, can you please introduce yourself to the audience? Let's do it all at the same time, guys. Yeah, all at the same time. Ready? Like really? Okay, ready? One. Let's see if we can do it with the delay. Yeah. One, one, two, two, three. three. Nick. Time for three. (laughs) Well, as you can tell, we're very, very, very serious. Um, Yeah. We're very serious. So I'm Nick. I'm one of the violinists, and in time for three. And I'm Charles. I'm the other violinist in Time for Three. I'm Renan, and I'm not a violinist in Time for Three. I play <laughs> bass. Double bass. Okay, awesome. Yeah, thank you guys so much for being here. So, so happy. awesome. Um, so you guys are going to be collaborating with music and art director Nier Caporetti and the Symphonic Spectaculars. So how did this collaboration come about? Well, it's... Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's... Oh, no, 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 <laughs> We can all speak at the same time. You guys yeah, go first. We've had one other interview in our career so far, so this is our... This is where <laughs> totally we don't know how to do these. Yeah, right. we're, lear- we're learning. We're work in progress. I, you know, the, these... Maybe, Nick, you had a better answer than me, but I, I'll say <laughs> that, uh, you know, a lot of the engagements that come in to time for three at this point are... Are, we, we don't know if we necessarily are close to the organization or close to the artistic. Um, and in some cases, it's a reacquaintance. In some cases, it's a get to know you hitting the ground running. And what sort of brings us all together is this language that we all speak, right? This, this classical language. And, um, and that's really what Charles, Nick, and I are built from, you know, as our primary. And with that language, we get to sort of explore all these different things. Um, the piece that we're going to be playing with the orchestra that we were booked for is um, the piece written by Kevin Putz called uh, Contact. Uh, and that's that's a piece that we premiered, um, I think, uh, about a year and a half ago, if I'm, if I'm correct, guys, uh, and um, have now been playing it almost once a month with orchestras around the world. Um, so we're, we're very excited to, to play it with, with your orchestra. I will say, I think I do have a better answer. <laughs> oh. So this, this came about, this date came about for Time for Three because of the new, um, executive director of the Santa Barbara Symphony who had known Time for Three because her son is a musician. Um, this is Nick talking. So I, and actually I had met her in, um, in Palm Beach for an event, uh, pre-pandemic. Um, she was actually the executive director for Elmar Oliveira. He's a very famous violinist for his violin competition. But then this position at, at um, Santa Barbara Symphony opened up, and she immediately thought of Time for Three because of what California is doing statewide, which is which started with Dudamel and Esapeka Solomon and um, the new maestro uh, for San Diego Symphony, whose name I just can't remember right now, I apologize, but they all wanted to find a way to celebrate this resurgence of new music that's happened really for the last 50 years, thanks to MTT, who's the famous music director, uh, Emer- uh, past now of the San Francisco Symphony, but 
statewide, they wanted to celebrate this resurgence of new music and of composers living today, and they've called it the California Festival. And and since we came out with this new piece um, that Renan was talking about, um, she was aware of this and brought it to her music director as like one of the first projects that she wanted to to bring to Maestro in her new position as the executive director. So we owe a lot to her um, for this opportunity and this new collaboration. And I'm already getting um, some messages from members of the orchestra, including uh, the concertmaster, who's a Juilliard graduate, Jessica, Jessica Guideri, who I've known for years. Renan and I actually taught at Suzuki String Camp in Utah with her and her quartet back in the Fry Street Quartet back in the day. But um, so, yeah, so that. That's that's my answer to follow up Renan's answer. <laughs> now I have an even better answer. Um, Go and, uh, and it's because uh, <laughs> no no I, I just want to say Rafael Payare is the uh, San Diego Symphony. Uh, Thank director. you. Thank you, Charlie. Um, yeah, California Festival. That's pretty cool. That we're part of this too. All right, guys, really exciting. Um, so I kind of wanted to circle back to the piece you guys are performing, Contact, by the renowned composer Kevin Putz. Um, it's a pretty intense piece. I was listening to it earlier. So can you tell me a little bit about what this piece is trying to communicate and why it was chosen for this performance? Yeah, I, I'll take a stab at this. Um, you know, it's really funny because we're, we're, we're doing it right now this week. Actually, last week and tonight's our last show. But we've, um, we're doing with the Orchestra of St. Luke's and teaming up with Paul Taylor Dance Company, who, um, you know, Lauren Lovett, the wonderful dancer and choreographer, put this visually on stage for the first time, you know. And when Kevin was writing this with us, um, we had a totally different concept of it, you know. Um, this was, it was about, you know, reaching out to the greater beyond, you know, um, space, a lot of space and, and also just human nature. Um, and what Lauren Lovett has done with Paul Taylor, uh, it, it's, it's so, it's so visceral on stage and, and it's, a, it's so much about the inner emotion of, of someone's mind almost. So it, it's really interesting to the, the piece of work like this is that it's only, you know, been conceived, you know, two years ago, uh, can, can play out so differently in anyone, any listener's mind, you know, they can always visualize something completely different. So um, I, that's really up to the listener, you know, that really is up to the listener. We have our thoughts about it, but this time around seeing the dancers, it's also changing us too and how we play it as well. So it's really, uh, it's really up to them. It I think it fun. It, like what Charles is talking about, I mean, I think for the three of us, I mean, your audiences will see this unless they've seen us before, but we, we're, we definitely, we, we find ourselves, um, standing on the shoulders of tradition, right? Like, like really learning as human beings through the master scores of Beethoven, Brahms, and all those people who we, we love. But we're doing something really fresh and new. And that also includes how we treat the space how we treat the stage, how we treat these magical cavernous spaces, these concert halls where the the connection to each other, audiences and us and us with different members of the orchestra 
It's so visceral. Um, and anybody who's seen us knows that we love communicating and sharing our hearts and our, our, our playing, not only with the three of each other, but also with anybody else who's playing with us. And so we're very unorthodox in that, in that manner. We're not, we're not, um, we have so much fun when we can collaborate with other artists like chamber music coming from classical musicians. So in this piece with contact, there's so many parts of the orchestra, the winds, the brass, the percussion. Kevin wrote this amazing part for the percussion in the second movement. You'll see us interturning and, and interacting with them. And um, so it's very theatrical actually in some ways, um, which is not something we practice at all. It's just an extension of how the three of us kind of do our thing. Um, but we definitely are looking forward to doing that with the Santa Barbara Symphony through the score of Kevin Putz. All right, awesome. And so uh, you guys are at a point in your career where you've already achieved a lot of different things. You've performed with a ton of symphonic and chamber orchestras. you produce a lot of your own music. You have around six albums out. Am I right in saying that? Perfect. So six albums out and you have even put together a soundtrack for a movie. So as a trio, what are your goals moving forward? You know, I think it's, I can't speak for other bands, but uh, for for the three of us, um, it's, it's fluid and um, maybe it's, maybe it's easier for, one one person when they're making all the decisions or even two or more than three uh but i think with the three of us you know we have um we have our own set of morals and values and integrity and our collective and we're ultimately always trying to put those voices into what the direction will be for time for three we have some things on the horizon uh exciting things that'll come out in the coming months of um, new projects and bodies of work that um, are already in motion, um, but uh, we're we're constantly imagining what the next one to ten years looks like for us. Uh, and you know, a good friend of ours uh, gave us a backhanded compliment once and said, uh, "The problem with Type Three is you're good at more than one thing." Um, and uh, that for um, for an ensemble is sometimes a little tricky because. Uh, it's not necessarily the way the music industry is set up to push art outward. Um, the thing of, of it is, is that with Time for Three, you know, our creativity is kind of like what makes us who we are. Um, and it was, it's what makes us unique. The fact that Charles can belt out uh, incredible vocal chops uh, and Nick and I, you know, have now, you know, come along to also enhancing that uh with our instruments and our training you know being trained as classical conservatory musicians uh but you know taking that tradition extremely seriously and putting in the ten thousand hours and all that goes into that but you know being perfectly willing to go into these zones that are uncomfortable and you know to try funk even if we're not funk experts you know collectively as a group or try jazz even if we're not jazz experts as a group just because we're uh well we're we're <laughs> we're we're um we're brave um sometimes to a fault and that's good 
you know, because like putting ourselves like in that fire is the way that you learn, the way that you grow. So um, it, it's, it's, it's hard to like really boil it down. It's, uh, you know, and it, 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 whenever we have this artist conversations, like what's next for you, what are you doing? It's so rare that a band or an artist will say this <laughs> and they know exactly what that is. Um, and I think, you know, there are some of those things that I don't mean to be so nebulous here, but, but mostly it's a constant conversation for what, what it is our direction is. All right. Awesome. And then was there anything else you guys wanted to share with the audience that we haven't touched on already? We love California. California, 18th and 19th. You can get tickets at thesymphony.org. Um, Unbelievable that they, they got that, that it's address. <laughs> the Symphony. There's a, that's a, yeah, hold on to it. Yeah. But we love, we, we absolutely love every time we play anywhere in California, but West Coast. Just the vibe, the openness to try new things, the openness for new things. Um, it's just, it, it's, we feel so at home there. We feel so seen and, um, and it's, it's so diverse and so wonderful. And, um, yeah, we just can't wait to, to share the love. Thank you guys so much. Um, that was time for three with KCSB News. I'm Zoha Malik.